Hello everyone and welcome to this very special episode of an Ingenious You Mini. I am pleased to welcome Baypath University Professor of Higher Education Administration, Dr. Lauren Way, and Dr. Stephen Ehrman as our guests for this episode. Dr. Ehrman is a leading scholar and practitioner in the area of teaching and learning best practice and is the author of the recent book, Pursuing Quality, Access, and Affordability, a Field Guide to Improving Higher Education. Dr. Ehrman is our presenter for our upcoming Leading Edge Thinking in Higher Education webinar on July 21st at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time, for which you will find a registration link in the episode show notes. In this episode, Lauren and Stephen discuss the webinar, and Stephen shares his insights about what successful institutions are doing to improve the quality of learning, equitable access, and affordability all at the same time. Lauren and Stephen, welcome to the Ingenious You community. Thank you for the introduction, Melissa. I am so excited to have today's guest in our recording studio, Dr. Stephen Ehrman. Hello, Stephen. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Lauren. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. I, so I know that your latest book has been met with uh, much acclaim, especially by those responsible for um, envisioning and leading today's colleges and universities. But Let's start by discussing a bit about your background. Um, Steve, can you tell us a little bit about your experience and your work in higher education leadership? Yeah, although I'm also gonna fold in a little bit of the, my background as it relates to the book. Um, I've had a 50 year career, it's lucky enough to have that. And all of it has been about um, innovation in higher education on helping uh, university and college education work better. Uh, initially as a researcher, then as a program evaluator, then as a grant maker for about 20 years, uh, uh, consultant, uh, workshop leader, administrative and faculty development. Uh, then I was served as vice provost for teaching and learning at George Washington University. Uh, and then before I retired, I, I was at the Center for Academic Innovation at the University System of Maryland. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so your book, which is titled Pursuing Quality, Access and Affordability, a field guide, and I love that, a field guide to improving higher education, um, it seems to be a response to the classic iron triangle in today's higher education arena. So I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about this classic problem. What is the actual dilemma that's faced by higher education leaders? And then why has it come to be known as the Iron Triangle? Um, the, it's something I've been encountering um, through, uh, throughout my career, people making this assumption. Um, a lot of my work uh, as a grant maker, for example, was with uh, technology in higher education. And it seemed like everybody assumed uh, that if your computer-related project had to do with improving the quality of learning, it must somehow be elitist. Um, and on the other hand, if you're using technology, computers, uh, television, whatever, for opening up access, it must be degrading standards. 
and although people didn't refer to it as often, the, the sort of a hidden behind that was, well, of course, if you had a lot more money um, so that there was more resources per person and you had more people, you could still improve quality. But of course, that would make education a lot more expensive. Uh, so the assumption was of quality, access and cost, you could approve at most two at the expense of the third. Uh, so this, this sort of inevitable trade-off. Uh, but even by the 1990s, it was as, uh, for example, the World Wide Web was coming into greater use. Uh, it became clear that there were, in fact, ways to improve quality and access at the same time. Uh, some people did some work suggesting that you could improve quality and costs at the same time. Uh, so what I, I decided to retire so I could give myself some time to do research. And I, I went on a quest to see if I could find institutions that were already improving all three. So it's really quality, access, and cost are the three tenets. And, yeah, and I call and it, it affordability now. It's yes. a little bit better descriptor mm -hmm. than costs. I think you're right. I, I know that the the access and equity has always been a tension. Like you either have access or you have equity. You either have this or you have that. And with the triangle, you've got it pulling on affordability, um, quality, and access. And yeah, that makes that 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 really makes a lot of sense. So those are the tenants. And then and then when you researched, um, you found a number of schools that were able to move all three at once, and hence the rubber triangle that's movable, that's more malleable. That's right. In effect, they were stretching, and I don't know how far that metaphor goes, but um, what they were encountering wasn't an iron triangle. I, I sometimes use rubber triangle because it's really important, not just for senior leaders, but for everybody to keep in mind, we are trying to improve all of these. We have to take as much, take as much care of the value of students' time, for example, which is can they afford the time or not, as we do the quality of the learning or issues that will either enable everybody to excel or where, you know, as it has been in the past, uh, some people are uh, being pushed behind, mm -hmm. not even just left behind. Yeah, you're right. No, and these are issues that come up a lot with my uh, current students. I, as I, I'm the director of the Master of Science in Higher Education Administration degree program um, here at Bay Path University, and these are issues that are discussed constantly among our students um, who are currently working in the field. But, but I love seeing that the way that they can actually work together instead of um, in opposition to each other. So. So uh, what would you say then are maybe one or two insights that college leaders need to consider as they grapple with this iron triangle? So maybe what, what do we need to know or how do we need to start thinking differently perhaps in order to consider the dilemma to be perhaps more flexible than it appears? I think the important, most important thing sort of first and last is to recognize that doing something like this requires a lot of focus patience and persistence because it's going to take a long time. Um, the way that you can, the ways that you can improve quality and access affordability generally have to do with rethinking aspects of the way some fundamental things happen. This is not about tacking an innovation onto the side of an otherwise unchanged college. It's about incremental steps, which are sort of fit together and become a larger and larger pattern and results hopefully in increasing gains as the years come along. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's gotta be intentional. It's gonna require a coalition 
of people working from different silos, not just saying, um, well, I'm the director of this or the head of that or the professor of this. What's my piece? Let me alone and I'll do my piece. Mm -hmm. This is much more about people working together to say, how do we together understand the most existential problems and opportunities facing us? And what can we do together that we would not be able to do just as the sum of each little bit that us were each doing before? Uh, it's that kind of synthesis that has to happen. Mm -hmm. I think, and, it, and it's bringing to mind the the part of your title that is the field guide, and I love that part. the The field guide it's 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 where we're all in this, and we're all in the field, and and, and it's part of a of a collaborative. Um, mm -hmm movement so so thank you um well before we go then um could you give us a high level overview of what attendees at the webinar can expect to take away from uh your upcoming session with us on july 21st well as i said i started with for me at the beginning it was a quest to find institutions that were already doing this um and i realized pretty early on that it was it's important to understand the history uh, leading up to this particular moment in time, um, as it was to say, well, what are they doing right now? Uh, because of course, for other institutions, if all you knew was what an institution was doing right now, your first reaction will be, well, they're nothing like us. And how could we possibly make a leap from where we are to where they are now? That's not really the question. The process has been similar across the six very different institutions that I looked at even though the details of what they're doing and what they're achieving uh, vary substantially across. So we're going to be talking about some common patterns. We, you know, what sort of framework do they seem to have followed, knowingly or not, but looking backward, um, what are some of the things that enable you, for example, to have higher quality learning with students who've been held back, making up uh, and more for lost time with a real chance to excel? Uh, and doing it in a way that's affordable for uh, the student, especially the people who subsidize the student's study uh, and the people at the institution who are trying to participate in a, in a process that hopefully will not burn them out after just a year or two. It has to be affordable for the faculty and staff too. Mm -hmm. And I understand uh, from what we were uh, discussing a little earlier before we came to the studio that you're actually invited by colleges and universities around the country to come speak um, as a consultant who are trying to do something similar. So, um, yeah, I've done a bit of that. I've done a lot of it over my career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. book has just come out so I think we're just getting started with, with uh, that <laughs> yeah excellent well good thank you Steve um for our listening audience I think at this point you are probably as intrigued as I am about this challenge and its potential solutions um so please click the link to register for our full webinar uh where Dr. Ehrman will expand on this topic for us and that will be on Thursday July 21st 2022 at 12 p.m eastern time so um thank you for for joining us today and thank you steve so much oh you're welcome this has been terrific excellent and see you soon see you soon